Wenatchee entered this weekend with just five runs scored in the last three games combined, but they busted out the bats in a big way to open up the series with a victory. Wenatchee had had a really good homestand with lots of games and double-digit scoring. In fact, three of the six games they played at home last week from the past Tuesday through Sunday had games that went with a 12 or more runs, in fact. But the Apple Sox again getting into double digits and proving why entering tonight they had the third best batting average and third most runs scored in the entire West Coast League. It started early and kind of quietly when Anchi got one run in the second inning when Adam Fossil let off with a single with one out, went to second on a wild pitch, and then scored on an error on a ball hit out to left field by Grant Sherrod. Eric Deals swinging a drive out toward left center field. A little bit of a trot over for Fry, and he cannot make the grab. Fossil didn't see where the ball was at first. It got through. He's going to get the wave around home. The relay coming in. Fossil will stand up safely and score. In the third inning, the Apple Sox would keep it going. Cole Miller led off with a double down the left field line. Swipe third, and then would score on the first on several RBI of the game from Matt Hallback. Up to second in the order after batting third a few times. Swings and grounds the ball over towards short. Hendricks on the run, gobbles it up, fires to first, and retires Hallback, but he gets the job done as he's able to plate Miller with a ground out. So pick up the RBI, his 13th of the summer, and it's now 2 to nothing. Apple Sox, but two down, and the base is empty here in the top of the third inning. Hallback's ground out to short, would plate the second run of the ball game. And meanwhile, while the Apple Sox were getting it done at the plate, Quincy Vassar was cruising. He would go seven shutout innings with seven strikeouts along the way. The one-two pitch coming from the lefty. Swing and a miss on the breaking ball for strike three. The 0-2 pitch again. Swing and a miss for strike three. Vassar gets him to chase a bit off the plate and high. Swing and a miss for strike three. Back-to-back punch outs for Vassar. Two down here with the runner still at first. And the 8-6 to six win over Victoria, but he swings and misses here to wrap up the third inning. Heading back over first base side as Vassar bounces right back with an off-speed pitch at 70 miles per hour that Marsh swings and misses at for the fifth strikeout of the game for the Apple Sox southpaw. Apple Sox with one run in the second, one in the third, two in this fifth inning. This pitch is on the outside edge for called strike three. Sixth punch out of the ball game for Quincy Vassar. He's two away from matching his summer high. On the second pitch of his at-bat, Jake Burlack swung and missed and lost his bat. Now swings and misses here for strike three with his bat still hanging in the netting. Third base side, Quincy Vassar punches him out for a one, two, three, seventh inning. Vassar picks up his seventh strikeout of the ball game and has tossed seven scoreless innings here tonight. Vassar brilliant to pick up his first victory of the season in this one as the Apple Sox would continue to add some more runs and give him plenty of run support, scoring twice in the fifth inning. A one-out hit-by-pitch allowed Cole Miller to reach base, and then Joichiro Oyama and Matt Hallback delivered back-to-back base hits with a double and a single to make it 4 to nothing. Apple Sox. And that is our most recent run. Here's a swing and a ball hit the opposite way. Probably would have been a line out to short, but with it being a hit and run, it's going to be at least a double as Oyama is there. Everyone's still running. Miller comes in to score. The hit and run provides immediate success for the Apple Sox. Miller takes off on the pitch, scores from first on a double to left center field by Oyama, and he does extend his hitting streak to nine games. Hallback swings, hits one the opposite way, heading out to right center field. This will drop in for a base hit. 
Oyama had to watch. Now he's got the wheels moving. Around third. The relay coming home. He slides and he's safe. An RBI single for Hallback as they tried to back pick him over at first, but the Apple Sox extend the lead to four to nothing. Sox weren't done with runs though. They would score five times in the seventh inning with it all with a plethora of action in that one, loading up the bases, drawing five different walks in that frame. And then in the ninth inning would tack on three more, including a big blast off the bat of Adam Vossel, before then Cole Miller and Joichiro Oyama delivered back to back singles. The three oh. Swing and a rocket out to left field. This ball is going back, and it's over the fence for a home run. Adam Fossil with his second of the season sends that one into orbit. A solo shot here as it left the bat at 97 miles per hour for his second of the season to make it 10-1 to Apple Sox. The last three days with five runs scored, losing two of three to Kelowna. And Miller laces one into left field. He is aboard for the fourth time tonight, and he plates Sherrod with an RBI single. 11-1 to one Apple Sox. Second offering to him is a ground ball, first base side. Hits off the bare hand of MacArthur into shallow right. Apodaca is going to come around to score. Miller heads over to third on a hot shot ball over to first from Oyama. And the Apple Sox make it a 12-1 to one ball game. I'm Joel Norman, and our postgame coverage rolls on as Quincy Vassar joins us in the broadcast booth. And, boy, Quincy, it had to feel good to get some run support in this one. I felt like you had some outings where that struggled a little bit, but I think it probably felt even better after a week and a couple more days off to come back out and toss this one. Seven strikeouts for you, seven scoreless innings, three hits, two walks. What was the key for you tonight? Yeah, it felt like a good bounce back from last week, trying to flush the last outing, move on. Uh Never really worry about the run support. Those those come and go. We really brought it tonight with the sticks, and, and I'm thankful for that. What does that mean for you when your team's just seemingly scoring runs kind of at will? Uh, it just feels like they have my back that much more. Uh, usually when we're scoring, we're playing pretty good defense also, and, and that showed today we had a lot of great plays. Uh, Davini at third had a great play, a couple diving catches, and that really helped us a lot. Let's talk about that because that was pretty much your only jam of this ball game. Struck out swinging in the second, grounded out to second for out number two of the fourth. Swings in, laces one right at the third baseman, Davini, who steps on third and is able to get the double play. What a play, Michael Davini, to retire the side here in the sixth inning. A line shot right at third as he grabs it and then doubles up Steen off the bag to retire the side. You allow the leadoff men to reach base, a fielder's choice put runners at first and third. And then a screamer's hit to the first, the third base side. What's your first thought when that ball's headed that way? <laughs> uh, I was hoping he was standing right where he was. He was there. That mound visit, we were talking about turning a double play. That just wasn't the one I was thinking of, though. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, nickname with you on social media we've been getting has been Big Q, by the way. Has that ever been a nickname for you? Uh, no, but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to mention that. Well, Quincy, thank you for joining us here on the postgame show. Thank you. Go get him. Now we're joined by Adam Fossil, I'd say in the broadcast booth, but he's standing outside of us here. Uh, Adam joining us after his absolute missile out to left field. Adam, you hit a home run for your second of the season. The track man data didn't even have the estimated footage on that one. <laughs> but 97 miles per hour off the bat, how good did that feel for you? You had a couple days in a row where you were pinch hitting, back in the lineup, and you made a difference tonight. Well, it was nice. I looked down, it was 3-0, and I looked down at Mitch, and he didn't give me the take sign. So I knew uh, if I was going to swing, it had to be right there, and luckily it was, so I could uh, put a good swing on it. I um, felt I, great off the bat. I forgot all about it being 3-0. Yeah. It really was. I mean... 
a nice chance to get a swing at one like that, but what did that mean getting that for you? You, you in recent weeks, by the way, you've become a road warrior this season. <laughs> Both your home runs on the road, your road numbers have been better. What's been clicking for you as of late? It felt like since that last trip to Canada, things kind of turned a corner for you. I mean, I guess I'm a Canadian now. I don't know. I so <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just see the ball better here, but I don't really have uh, anything to put my finger on. Just uh, yeah, just, ha- just happened that way, I guess. We'll work on the dual citizenship uh, report <laughs> yeah, yeah. soon. But uh, three runs scored for you in this one as well. Getting on base was a big factor. It felt like as a whole. Let's just talk about not just you, but the team as a whole. You guys did a great job. I felt like with a hit and run earlier. Yeah. You needed runs. You hadn't mm-hmm. scored much this past week. What was the thought of the collective group entering tonight's game, knowing? We, we've got to find a way to score some runs, and you sure did tonight. Well, he was around the zone a lot, so that's why we were able to do hit and runs. Um, we have a lot of fast guys, so a lot of guys that can put the bat on the ball, so it's kind of a no-brainer to do hit and runs when, when guys are around the zone like that. And that really jump-started jump our offense, and we got a couple runs, you know, I think in the first, second, and third, or second, third, and fourth, something like that. So just kind of, you know, doing something, you know, consistently, and then obviously getting that big one in the, I think the seventh or the eighth was uh, huge for us. Yeah, the five runs, seventh inning, and then three more in the ninth inning. Yep. You guys scored five runs in three days against Kelowna. That's not who this team is, and I'm sure that was something that was discussed at some point. Yeah. What helped lead to this outburst from, from flushing that series and moving on to Nanaimo? I think everyone's just kind of doing their job, not trying to do too much, just trying to take their singles. I think uh, sometimes, um, you know, as a baseball player, you can get a little bit too big and too greedy. You know, maybe you get a knock in your first at bat, and then you try to go, you know, big fly or something like that, you know, feeling good. So um, I think everyone's just kind of staying in their approach and just seeing pitches and not trying to do too much with them. You're saying that, and I'm smiling because you did get a knock, then you reached <laughs> again, and then you did go swing and get big fly. Yeah, so. but that, that really wasn't what I was trying to do. I was just trying to get another knock, honestly, just trying yeah. to take my hits and. Um, he put it in a good spot. so <laughs> And it worked out well. Adam, thank you for joining us here on the postgame. Uh, that was Adam Fossil joining us after the Apple Sox picked up a 12-1 victory tonight against the Nanaimo Night Owls. Prior to Friday's game between the Apple Sox and the Nanaimo Night Owls, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox pitcher Garrett Gores. Give a listen. If you looked at his line yesterday, you might have thought he started the game, but he did pitch in the first inning, but Garrett Gores went six and two-thirds scoreless innings, four hits, Five strikeouts in that time. And, Garrett, let's talk about your effort last night. It was a strange circumstance any time a reliever gets called upon in the first inning. What was that like for you, knowing you kind of had to get up early? You probably figured you were going to go at some point last night. I don't think you imagined you were going six-plus, did you? Um, not exactly. I, I had the idea that I was going to be pitching in last night's game just based on when I pitched last. But mm-hmm. So I was kind of ready to go mentally, but got a little bit earlier than I thought, got ready to go as quick as I could and got in there. But yeah, extended out a little longer, but I knew I could do that because I started some games in the spring season, so I was ready to do that. You had a great stretch to open the game. The whole night was fantastic, but you retired each of the first nine hitters that you faced in order. And that's kind of tough, inheriting runners in scoring position, which is what you inherited in the first inning. Second and third, one out, taking through your process of that as a reliever coming on. How do you kind of settle it down into a situation like that, knowing I make a mistake here, another run comes across. Yeah, I just think uh, just fill up the zone, get ahead as early, like get ahead, get attack them right away. Don't try to be too cute with it because if you get behind in the counts, then that's when it gets even uglier and they'll get an extra base hit or anything. If you get ahead, good chance you'll have some success with it. So I just thought pound the zone, get ahead early. You had a couple of days to watch and see what the zone was like, and pretty much regardless of who the umpire was, it was a bigger zone. It benefited pitchers, which is probably why every game was so low scoring. Knowing that, was that something kind of going in that was in the back of your head, knowing if I get it close enough, I'm probably going to get a few calls tonight? Um, 
I mean, yeah, it factors in. You know that, like, when you're going for the outside corner, inside, you know you could maybe get a ball or two off instead of trying to hit right on the corner. It's like it can be a more generalized area where you just kind of, I can just throw to the outside half and, like, even extend it a little bit and mm-hmm. get that first strike and not have to, like, you don't have to be so fine with it. You can kind of just go to the outside half and just attack that and you can get some calls off and especially if you keep filling it up and it, hitting your spots early then you get keep getting rewarded with more calls out there so yeah the first pitch strikes definitely big we're chatting with Garrett Gores ahead of the Apple Sox versus the Nanaimo Nighthouse Garrett the only spot you really even ran into any trouble was the seventh inning bases loaded you got out of it though obviously at that point you're probably digging deep it's been a long outing you're probably tired at that point take me through that inning how'd you get out of the jam um that that last batter, it ended up popping up. I went first pitch slider, got ahead of him, and I backed it up with another one. He ended up just popping it up. So it was a last batter was just two pitches. But so I just threw two sliders on the outside half. First one, he didn't, he took it. Second one, he just hit it. It was early still. Probably imagine I'd go to, I'd been going to fastballs out off the plate right out there quite a bit. So he, I'd imagine he thought, and I'd done that, I think to that specific batter, I went slider first pitch, then fastball second pitch out. But I went slider, slider there, and he popped up. So That's huge. We can get him to get on the off speed there. You get him yeah. to bite on that when you know they've seen your fastball at that point yeah. too, though. So that was huge, I thought. Yeah, I think so too. Just knowing like what you've done to batters previously in the game and what you can still do to mix it up and get ahead of them or keep them on their toes and just keep it keep them not expecting what you're going to throw so absolutely well garrett thanks for joining us go keep uh, shoving on the mat it's been fun watching you in relief hope we get to see you in a start here soon thank you that'll do it for this edition of the apple songs podcast when Anchi takes on nanaimo again on saturday night at 6 35 p.m as they look to pick up the series victory and at least a split of this road trip and so far the apple songs have split two of the first four games if they can win on saturday that'll make it at least three wins away from paul thomas senior stadium first pitch at 6 35 p.m and you can listen at kcsyfm.com i'm joel norman and this is the apple Sox podcast